Uh, welcome. Uh, we're a football podcast. We talk. Uh, 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 Adam, say hi. Hi. Uh, and Ian, say hi. Hello. This is it's a departure from the norm, Chuck. It's, I can't be fucked. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's okay. this week has been a burden. Um, there's been lots <laughs> of happenings, chaos in the football world, um, depression. Um, uh, re- threats of relegation. I just can't deal with it anymore. Um, why, why Gary Lineker? Why did they? Why did they hurt <laughs> Gary Lineker? <laughs> so, I, yeah. Um, well, he's come out smelling a roses. I think it's fine. He has. He's he's had a lovely time with it all. Um, yeah, I don't really want to talk about football. Uh, not gonna lie, Premier oh. League in general. Yeah, a bit over it. Um, Peterborough. Did you want to talk about Peterborough? You probably lost something well, horrifically. We, <laughs> oh, it's like you've got a crystal ball. Uh, yes, we, we lost 3-0 against Cheltenham. Also, though, on the sort of wider uh, thing of Tory corruption, oh, um, yep. Peter, Peterborough are uh, embroiled in a scandal at the minute where it looks like we have paid £5,000 to the local Conservative Party, oh. which uh, I'm sure has nothing to do with the fact that they're in control of the council and therefore the planning application for the stadium. Oh, wow. Uh, which is a bit of a worry. That sounds like bribery to me. It seems weird that there would be such a thing as Tory corruption. No, I, I, I can't possibly believe it. Um, but yeah, what a, what a lovely thing to hear. Um, nine months after you've invested four figures in the club. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about the posh coin. Oh, you are a victim in this. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. Technically, well, inadvertently, you might have donated to the Tory party. That's what I'm worried about. Mm. Oh, God. This yeah. is... <laughs> oh, God. That's what I'm worried about. This is what you get for taking your money out of Asbestos Futures, mate. You've really <laughs> fucked it. <laughs> Well, I should have had my money in Asbestos Past. Uh. Yeah, and uh, there we go. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Ian Stimson, uh, the secret Tory donor. Um, we knew it all along. I didn't um, want it to be like this. Football, yeah, when it, it all comes out in the wash eventually. Um, Adam, you haven't inadvertently given any money to the Tory party, have you? <laughs> no, just deliberately. Oh. I, don't, I donate all my money to the Tory party on purpose. Yeah, well, you will be after tomorrow's budget, so don't worry. <laughs> Topical. Ah, you fucked it. Well then, um, I'm going to talk about news in uh, our famous segment, Rapid, 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 Rapid Fire News, which is effectively going to take up our whole podcast. Um, today, um, Brentford have announced in a, uh, a wonderful post that a man who abused Ivan Tony on social media has been banned from every stadium in the country in a landmark ruling. Antonio O'Neill, we mentioned him before. Antonio O'Neill, remember the name, uh, just in case you want any more details. Antonio O'Neill, 24, of Robert Street, Blythe. Uh, that is in Northumbria. He lives in the North Shields area, ladies and gentlemen. He is a racist <laughs> piece of shit, and he has been given a four-month suspended sentence uh, and a three-year ban from all football stadia. That includes uh, Premier League, Football League, National League, international games, England games, everything. Um, it's a bit of a landmark ruling for that. This was back in October that originally it, this came to light. And obviously, Ivan has received uh, multiple instances of, of racist abuse, especially recently. Hopefully, this is a precedent that gets set to actually have an impact on these pieces of shit? Uh, yeah, just just so as anyone thinks that we we were doing uh, the release of all the, that information, that was um, that was Brentford who were quite happy to say all Freely of that Freely available on the Brentford FC website, yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, about the... Uh, uh, the just in case you missed it before, Antonio Neal, 24, <laughs> of Robert oh, Street, happy with Blythe, it, yeah. North Shields. <laughs> just in case anyone yeah. missed it. I mean, you know, good to see some action being taken. I mean, so these were messages sent on, I presume, Twitter or, or Instagram or something, and it having... Real life consequences of I I never like a suspended sentence. I suppose people would say first offence. You can't go straight to jail. I don't know, but what I do like is the three year football ban in order, uh, which is the the first of its kind to be issued apparently under that that mm-hmm. that act. So yeah, it's a um, new new act that came in last year. So yeah, it's good. So so that's good. So do you know what I mean? Something that on online that has very real consequences to the person that you're sending the message to has no consequences to you in that moment if you're if you're the sender of the message but this you know the the person who reads that message it definitely has consequences to them well now there's some real life consequences to you you fucking twat and it's it's great yeah. yes so, antonio so, neil uh, 24 of robert street <laughs> blythe north shields you are a racist piece of shit and you've not seen any live football for at least three years. Well, speaking of people getting their um, a, a just rewards feels bad to say in this way, but um, Gary Lineker's back. Yay! Yay! Um, he was, even though he was still there when we last recorded, but then Ian, you and I did an FBL podcast on the day where everything kind of happened. And now like there's been a weekend <laughs> yeah. and he's back now. Um, yeah, this was obviously the story that Gary, Gary Lineker um, tweeted a, a fact um, about the government's uh, <laughs> the sitting government's um, recent immigration bill, the illegal immigration bill, which is cruel, immeasurably cruel, and compared the language they used to 1930s Germany. Um, in true style to buck against that, the uh, Tory party decided to censor the national media and uh, make him uh, <laughs> come off the air through political pressure, as well as 26 MPs and Lords writing letters that he should be suspended. Um, obviously, that didn't work and was a fucking stupid idea because once again the government tries to take on football see also Marcus Rashford and loses and comes out of a political nightmare so uh, Gary Lineker was uh, taken off forced basically to step down Ian Wright then pulled out, Alan Shearer then pulled out, Mark Chapman said he wasn't getting involved, Micah Richards um, Alex Scott, Sue Cook um, they all pulled out (laughs) and what, what that what that meant was that BBC Sport, for any any one of our international listeners, could not put on any programming that weekend. They their their radio shows, yeah. um, match of the day, which has been running for sixty something years, went in, in, rather than an hour and a half show, was then a twenty minute show, which just showed highlights. Where they couldn't have any pundits because no one turned up. They couldn't have any commentators because no one turned up, and they didn't have the rights to be able to show their to to attach their own radio world feeds to it um it, yeah, brilliant yeah. they Absolutely don't have brilliant. the rights to the world feed commentary that premier league provide because they don't pay for that so yeah yeah what a what a mad mad saga it, it was insane and it's like like you said it all started kicking off on the friday and it, as we were recording our fpl one they were they were toppling like dominoes weren't they the uh uh, pundits and presenters, in yes, a good way, the p- yes. pundits and presenters uh, were sort of uh, ru- ruling themselves out of any uh, any presentation duties, uh, which was brilliant to see and entirely predictable, entirely predictable. Gary Lineker is a, a popular character and not tweeting anything ridiculous. I, I think I, I still maintain you look at the actual thing he tweeted and as you say, Chuck, 
tweeted plain facts the language that is being used is akin to 1930s Germany invaders mm -hmm. criminals demonising actual human people um, regardless of if you can have opinions about economic migration you're absolutely allowed mm. those opinions you're not allowed to just blanket say that those people are in a boat so they're fucking this sort of person that's not allowed you can't do that and uh, if you do do that you can get compared to Nazis but yeah, well, that, well, that's the main thing, isn't it? It is, uh, you know, not to get too political, but it is the main issue uh, facing this country, isn't it? Um, no, it is not. Sure, um, sure. Yeah, the fact that we take in a quarter of the immigrants that Germany takes in. Yeah, no, it's the main issue. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, yeah. but, you know, we've got all this sovereignty now, haven't we? So that's the main <laughs> I don't know what thing. to do with it, oh, Chuck. <laughs> I can't sovereignty. So full. So full of sovereignty. Oh, we're replacing all the tomatoes in the supermarkets with just fresh, fresh sovereignty. I don't, I don't, oh. I don't, have, I don't have a clue what to do since I've taken back all this control. I've got exactly. too much control. control. Steaming bowls of control. It's just, oh. Oh, I, honestly, I, I open the door and I have to sort of like sift my way through all the sovereignty and control I've got. It's 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 wonderful, but then I've I've got no money to spend on actual food. Um, but but it, never mind. That's, doesn't matter that's because fine. you've got control of that, Ian. You've got <laughs> exactly. control of the no money you have that you I'm definitely so didn't inadvertently give to the Tory party. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, I realise, in retrospect, <laughs> based on what I previously said, uh, I might not have a leg to stand on. <laughs> no, but also go, you know, kind of going back to the whole BBC thing. Um, it was really brilliant the fact that it was just top to bottom immediately, like, and it wasn't just mm. big high-profile pundits or ex-football players that have obviously, no. you know, uh, resources to fall back on, um, cash from their playing careers, etc. You know, commentators were saying they weren't getting involved. Um, and on the, the other side, mm. you know, the BBC had to preempt the PFA and clubs saying they weren't giving <laughs> interviews to the BBC oh, in another yeah. what would be another PR hit. To they kind of preempted it by going out and saying, uh, you're not going to be asked to do anything." To go back to the sort of pundits' points, and like you say, Chuck, it's the fact that there was such a kind of community around uh, mm -hmm. the sort of standing with Lineker and his right to sort of say what he thinks. When you hear what kind of Ian Wright says uh, about it resonates particularly if you realize what um appearing on match of the day means to him mm. uh like mm. as a person like he's talked about through his childhood how i think it would I, chuck you might know this uh, correct me if i'm wrong his stepdad would kind of put match of the day on the tv in the front room and then make him face away from it so he could hear it in the background but not actually see what was going on and he's talked oh, so many times about how Oh. Uh, oh yeah it's a really really sort of upsetting tragic story yeah. um and you hear about how much appearing on match of the day means to him uh as sort of a sign of his career and his progression and how yeah, he definitely. always says oh well anyone can do it if i can it's it just sort of um yeah more testament to the fact that uh people are willing to sort of stand up um for lineker's rights to say what he thinks and in turn sort of stand against this uh ridiculously oppressive uh government yeah it's it's just really really a sort of tragic but also heartening scenes really a weird combination of it, it, yeah you're right it was it was heartening because i think that when like you say when the commentators dropped out and these are people who yeah fair they they earn a good wage i'm sure but you know it's not 
um, a job that will set them up for life. You know, if you've been commentating for five years, you can't retire. You know, you have to you have to continue mm-hmm. commentating. Whereas Gary could probably retire tomorrow and be absolutely fine, I'm sure. Mm. As could most of the pundits. When the commentators all sort of banded together and said, we're not going to do it either. Because they knew how important they are to match of the day. And that much was clear of, it's one thing to not have the studio presentation side of it. But to also then have the 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 pictures uh, and the the live audio, the live effects mics audio, but no commentary, it it genuinely made for a very very odd watch. Um, it was mm. it was very very strange. Did you and did you they... watch them? Did you did you have a look out of like morbid curiosity? No, that, that's not from a judgmental place because I know I said no to no, you no, that, no no no. Like... But I knew that the Saturday one would have bigger figures. Uh, because of the yeah. car crash type thing, you know, just wanting to see what it was like. I didn't want to contribute to that, so I watched a bit of the Sunday one, and um, it was weird. <laughs> it was it was weird. Yeah. I knew the Sunday one would dip, and there, notice there hasn't been any uh, talk in the papers about the viewing figures for Sunday. Um, but no. anyway, uh, so it you know it's very very weird. But then the, the the wider thing, because that was enough. But on on Saturday. Um, I have a sort of regular routine, which I think I've talked about, where um, I will do my fantasy football team uh, in in the morning, Go and then shit. I'll feed the fish, uh, <laughs> and, and maybe. Feed the fish. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but then I'll, I'll usually clean the fish tank out while listening to uh, fighting talk, and um, I, I, I enjoy my little Saturday morning routine. It's 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 nice to have a routine as you get older, and um, <laughs> I flicked on. Uh, the the radio uh, the wireless as you do and um, it was it was playing an old podcast of uh, Ben Shepherd and Cammy I was like what the fuck's happening here because then I went mm-hmm. on like Fighting Talk's Twitter account and there was no no word of it and it only you know it took me about a minute or two to realise oh fuck like Colin Murray's always come across as a very principled chap and um, yeah it was like oh god they've they've said they're not going to do it. And that knock-on then, because it weren't long yeah. before they announced, and it was, as you said, Chuck, late in the day, to the point of none of the schedules had changed, none of the EPGs had changed. Um, fighting talk wasn't on air. They usually throw to chappers to do the, the whatever it's called, sports report for the rest of the day, which yeah, includes yeah. live commentaries and stuff. None of that was on air. Um, and then Football Focus, obviously, and, and, and all of that, completely off. Bargain Hunt was on. On a fucking Saturday afternoon, yeah. Like, or, for, context, on BBC. for context, just just conscious of potentially losing our American listeners, which we know yes. a lot. Like these are all like everyone knows what the BBC is, right? It's got this name around the world, and for sport as well, it's huge. And we'll touch on some of the other mm. areas there, but like Fighting Talk, the the show that Ian mentions, that's that's been twenty years. That's been on the radio, yep. you know, in that slot, like going. Um, the 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 Five Live Five Live is the main sports channel on the radio for the BBC so when he says like at 12 o'clock that's where they're they're going through the games they're talking they're switching between all of them none of it happened and then rather than having coverage on the telly as well they they put on a TV show which is about people going around a car boot sale or garage sale or I don't even can't even think of an analogue for it yeah, um, yeah. it's like having an episode of Storage Hunters put on basically yeah yeah that's in, a good instead, one yeah. That's, yeah. that's what it is and the it's kind of why this has resonated so massively because all of these things are huge institutions at all kinds of levels that just didn't happen just 
nothing yeah. and no and like ian said no schedule change the only reason we found out about fighting talk is ian said he was listening to it and 10 minutes after the show was due to air the guy who presents it says yeah none of us are doing yeah. it today <laughs> that was i it. can't help but think that that's like was designed for maximum impact you know um, mm. and and like i say they put on an old old football podcast that was knocking around the BBC Sounds thing. It wasn't even like, you know, they might have done a replay of last week 606. Or it weren't even topical. Like, they, they they clearly just went, oh, shit, we just got to find something <laughs> and chuck it out. And, it yeah, and, and you, you're right, Chuck. Like, people, and I do, build their days around how they're going to consume their football coverage. In the preparation for all of us going out and supporting our local teams. Of course. <laughs> it's part of the build-up. You know? Well, and also that's is why it's so important. Match of the day is so important because we all miss those three pm kickoffs because we are so committed to supporting well, you, our local team. You fucking joke, but they, you're absolutely right. The fucking blackout means that we rely on match of the day specifically for those three, yeah. the three o'clock kickoffs because otherwise there is no way for us to legally consume those. And Hang on, is, are there illegal ways to to watch the football? That no, is outrageous. Not at all, I no. am shocked to my core. I am all every. Every week on a Saturday, I leave and I'm out supporting my local team, Woking FC, <laughs> yeah. uh, in the National League. <laughs> Push it for promotion, Go baby. Woking. Um, got the Woking. Uh, they might be in the National League. I don't fucking know. But yeah, that, that's how we get the football. That's how we get it. And for it to go from, oh, my God, it's so surreal. Just so weird and surreal. It was, it was and, surreal. It was surreal. But it was, it, but it was brilliant to see so, so many, um, like I say, br- production teams even like say because uh, colin it wasn't colin murray who made the decision for fight talk and i i I'll continue talking about fight talk because it is one of my favorite radio shows and it to for it to be off the air was it's a great bizarre because, it gets released as a podcast know, as well so if you if you did want to check mm-hmm. it out it's really really good it's so good and this is actually i think colin murray's last season because he, he he's he got the countdown job that he's been coveting for a long long time and, uh, so he's decided <laughs> to call it a day on fight and talk which is a, a real shame because he's so so good at it um, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping the show will, will continue. But um, yeah, it, it's it, it, the, the amount of support he got among the broadcasting fraternity. And, you know, I mean, I found it funny because as well, I, I work in, in broadcast media and, you know, we were we were stirring the pot as much as we could uh, in the in the sort of run up to the Gary <laughs> Linick thing, and then suddenly he got suspended. It was like, oh well, he's got to be allowed to say what he likes. He's a freelancer. <laughs> it was like, oh okay, we've changed our shit. <laughs> Fine, especially especially when you consider, and obviously we're, I think we're all used to the government being uh, horrendous hypocrites. But when you look at the um, is it the chairman of the BBC? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is currently under investigation for arranging an £800,000 loan for Boris Johnson and has previously donated to the Conservative Party. So he £400,000. As many as £400,000. Not quite Stimson levels. You know, Stimson's not quite let's, up to that level, sorry. But, come on, let's lay off the Tory you know, Come on, they, They're good people. Give that, <laughs> give that posh coin time to mature, you know. Oh, man. I'm just saying there's two sides. Um <laughs> So yeah, absolute chaos. I mean, what's kind of also then forced the BBC's hand a bit is uh, the live coverage they're due to have. You know, this is FA Cup week, yeah. um, and also at the weekend they they were due to have uh, women's Super League games um, live, which are shown each week. And so um, you mentioned kind of before about the obviously the pundits and the commentators and stuff. Um, the women's game, 
you know everyone involved in that has had to sacrifice and push and force mm. so much to get that into the the public eye and for there to be enough of a united front that you've got people like kelly summers um i believe she was due to present football focus um alex scott and others that were due yeah. to be um pundits and and the studio teams for that live game that's a very good point out. actually people yeah. shows a huge yeah. showing of solidarity um, that you know, they BBC ended up only showing the start in the coverage five minutes before the game, mm. um, and and so it just completely wrecked it because they couldn't do anything. And now this week, funnily enough, they reinstate them because they've got lots of FA Cup games, and if to to not have the stuff for there would just make it even worse for them. It's yeah, ridiculous. and I think I think it's a really good point you raised there, Chuck, because the let's be honest, the men's Premier League game it can sort of get away with missing one weekend of coverage it like we probably mm. i assume all watch the highlights of the games on youtube but women's football is still in such an important phase of its growth where showing live games on the bbc is a huge huge yeah, deal massive yeah so missing out on that mm-hmm. is it has a really sort of big impact on on sustaining the kind of amazing momentum that we've seen over the past couple of years so yeah no that's a really good point chuck so fair play to Kelly Summers and uh, people like that because that's uh, you know it it would it wouldn't have been out of the realms of possibility for someone like Kelly Summers who does a lot of work for IMG and and um, who are the Premier League production company and all that you know she's she's in this you know she's she's a name but she's in the sort of periphery if you like of um, you know TV presenting uh, circles you know it wouldn't have been beyond the realms of possibility for the BBC to give her a call and say do you, do you want a crack at the big job and. It wouldn't have been beyond the realms of possibility for someone to go, fuck, this might be my only chance. I'll take it. But no, said not doing it. It's, you know, I'm not yeah. doing football, folks. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm, it. It shows moral character in the face of, you know, a, a genuine career opportunity. Because if you take the job and nail it, some people will go, fucking hell, she was good, you know. And it's, it's hard to say no to stuff like that when you're given a chance at doing something a touch bigger than you might have been doing before. So fair play to fair play to all of them who put um, their principles above potential personal gain. You know that's that's uh, something that the government just wouldn't possibly understand. I don't think. Mm. You know, no. Definitely not. And it's a beautiful showing of solidarity that is also consistent with many other industries uh, across this nation that mm-hmm. are joining together for strike action uh, and such, including just this week. Sorry to date it, Ian, but although this could be every week at the moment, uh, junior <laughs> yeah. doctors, the civil service and train staff. So, you know, um, but apparently they're all doing it to inconvenience the ordinary working people, even though yeah. they are the ordinary do, working people. Do you enjoy people. your holiday pay mm. and your you sick think. pay and everything? Yeah. Do you wonder how you got that? Mm. Just a thought. Speaking of absolutely ridiculous fucking organisations, FIFA! (laughs) FIFA have come out today and decided that what we all need, everyone, all you out there, all you young'uns with your Twitters and your your TikToks and all of that, you need more fucking football. That's right, (laughs) they've established multiple new competitions and new structures to existing competitions. They've, uh, we all knew that they were extending the uh, World Cup from 32 to 48 teams, saying the whole time no 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 we'll change it so there won't be any extra games Mm. it's fine yep they fucking lied there's extra games now quite a lot of them as well as uh you know four team group stages um eight uh, uh, what is it the eight 
best third place teams. Excellent. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I could go on another rant, but is this is this what we want? Is this what we want just on this one thing? Do we need more? Do I we? mean, the the World Cup has always been of dubious quality you know you've had the odd good one but generally there if if we're honest and we watch a a lot of the games a lot of them are often pretty poor quality so to put an extra 40 games in the mix um and then and extend it to 39 days uh or 38 or whatever it seems yeah well come on we know what fifa we know what fifa's driven by it's it's greed and money and no care about quality of football or uh, i mean they'll do the thing won't they of saying it gives more countries a chance uh, and and stuff but they the, the, it's all just lip service isn't it they don't care about any they they don't care about any of it and um unless you watch that film uh, that that came out about about the um, formation of FIFA that was uh, paid for by FIFA. Mm. And uh, then if you watch that film, then you'll have a very different idea. I believe idea. it was actually the public investment fund of FIFA. <laughs> of course, of course. Of course. <laughs> very different. <laughs> Two entirely separate entities. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if you believe that, then they then no no one was playing football in, in any way, shape or form uh, in any country uh, until they, they, they created it. And... Uh, um, uh, spread it throughout the land and, and said we'll, we'll never do anything that would require your countries to uh, bend over backwards and change their laws so as we can uh, rinse all your money um, what a what a horrible organisation that is in charge of the game what a horrible government is in charge of our country why is everything so shit guys <laughs> <laughs> why oh, well oh. Um, let's not put at those <laughs> threads um but yeah so so that's that's quite bad isn't it um world cup well it's not going to be good it's not it's not going to be talk about them being as well being in horrific nations um being paid with by bungs also obviously now with the world cup being expanded they're going to have to do more tournament hosting like they're doing in uh the one that's being held across america canada and um, yeah. Mexico. So there's going to be increased travel. Obviously, they haven't thought about that in terms of the effect that's going to have on people's ability to go to multiple games. They haven't thought about the effect it's going to have on the players uh, in terms of workload and obviously the stress that travel puts on their bodies and how it separates them from their families. Uh, yeah, like you say, it, it's almost as if they haven't put much thought into the actual ramifications of this idea and have instead just thought about the money. They don't give a shit. And I mean, you you know, you talk about the multi-country model and that's exactly right, Adam. You know, we've got USA, Canada, Mexico, 2026. Uh, the 2030 confirmed bids. Uh, we've got a Uruguay, Argentina, Paraguay and Chile in South America. Um, Spain, Portugal and Morocco, who I believe there's also been talk of them potentially adding Ukraine into that bid. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Okay. And one which is geographically, that's interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. And another, which is Egypt, Greece and Saudi Arabia. Um, so I wonder which of the three will um, definitely be approved. Um, <laughs> yeah. Call me cynical. I know. Um, but maybe the country where they host the pointless Club World Cup every year. Um, speaking of pointless Club World Cup, hey, they're still doing that. Um, <laughs> but not only are they doing the 
annual competition um every four years they're going to do a club world cup in the summer for 32 teams that's right in (laughs) the off year between the euros and the uh, world cup so the first one will be coming in 2025 there will be a 32 club competition um it will be made up of i believe it's 16 clubs from europe 16 clubs from the rest of the world um eight uh, no, sorry, four of the slots for Europe will be taken up by uh, the last four winners of the Champions League. So if you win the Champions League, you automatically get into that competition. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to like read, skim read through some of the stuff on Sky. Um, there is a cap of two clubs per country will be applied to the access list with exception in case more than two clubs from the same country win the Confederation's Premier Club competition over the four-year period. Um, like, it means that three out of four summers players in Europe's like top teams will not get a summer off like it's it's pointless they go to a different Middle Eastern country whichever one decides to pay the most money this year um, and it's you know Premier League teams go in what is it in the January or sorry not Premier League teams necessarily but whomever wins the, the Champions League you, you go off, you play a game against um, uh, one team from Asia and then you probably play whoever won the Copa Libertadores basically mm. um and that's about it like it's it's weak and and like i could get it no i can't even understand there's a reason for this just get rid of the club world cup as well uh, i don't know replace every replace one of the main world cups every four years with a club competition i don't know you could do. make it better that way replace like... this weird bastardized tournament do like some sort of all-stars thing like genuinely this this competition, at least to me, and I think probably to most people, means nothing. Mm. So why not have a go at an All-Stars thing? I know Todd Bowley was kind of laughed out of uh, every single room he was in, uh, just generally, but when he suggested that idea. <laughs> but I, I, th- I think it's something interesting, and it's something different. Like, there's no point in what FIFA are doing here is in effectively reinventing the wheel with just finding different ways for the same top teams to play each other like if you're genuinely going to try and create a new competition and attract and want to attract people to to it try something different it yeah this is just a tired format that people won't watch we've we've seen it it's, it's come back in many guises before obviously there was the high profile super league situation we had with the the 12 clubs that were going to secede and now only three of those are involved and two of them one's under criminal investigation uh the other's fucking bankrupt and can't pull levers fast still, enough it's still technically live the super league it's still a <laughs> still a technically going entity there's merch <laughs> there's merch and a website you know, um you know. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's, we all said at the time it's inevitable. And, and the reason a lot of backlash was because that was the kind of stuff UEFA wanted to put in anyway. You look at the new mm. format of the Champions League, it's a hunk of shit. FIFA just want to get more football, more money, more whatever, because that's just apparently how it works, as opposed to going for better quality. And I don't, I, I can't believe that this is the kind of idiocy that they don't see that, uh, that what they're going to do is absolutely run these people into the ground. It's going, di- it's going to dilute just, the just competition massively. It's going to shit. It's just you know, like like or, but or, any any competition they're involved in is just going to be ultimately driven to just more games, more games, more games, which becomes less of a thing. You know, it becomes less of a saleable saleable entity ultimately. I mean, it's just mad. But there you go. There you go. What what, what you got next for us, Chuck, on the corruption and. Uh... <laughs> 
um, terrible people rundown because that's what it's been so far. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty fucking bleak, isn't it? Maybe it's just my natural wanting to radiate out my own feelings. On uh, that's well. absolutely fine because I think I think the Gary Lineker one ultimately ended well, but uh, everything else has just been fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, Yaddy yeah. Infantino is a stupid fucking egg. Um, but, oh, we can actually see know, more of him, hey, aren't we? Yeah. Re- hey, today, remember when he said to remember I... remember when he sat there and said, "Today I feel gay. Today I feel today I am Qatari. Today I am whatever other fucking thing he says." Worker. Every day, you're yeah. a fucking idiot. Every single day, I know what it's like to be prejudiced against. I had red hair at school. You fucking cretin. Yes, he said that, didn't he? Oh my goodness, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we, 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 we shall not forget. Yeah, that was the day before forget. the World Cup started, wasn't it? That, uh, something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After saying, do you remember how he said that no one should be doing political messages and then he came out with this massive long political speech that made fuck all sense um, because today he is gay. No, today he <laughs> feels, a, sorry. Today I feel yeah. a migrant worker. In an hour-long okay. slot in which reporters thought they were going to be able to ask questions, and they weren't. Oh, he just right? spoke at them. Yeah, no, the, <laughs> it, that is the like one of the big things about it. It was apparently supposed to be like a press conference where he would give a short speech, answer questions after that, and he just spoke for an hour. Good Lord. Yeah. I, I remember Melissa Reddy being on Sky Sports News afterwards and just her genuine despair and and just disbelief at what she'd just seen came out which doesn't often happen on Sky Sports News which is usually incredibly vanilla but she was very very good because I think <laughs> she'd just been forced to sit through this nonsense and if you're if what you're saying there that they expected questions and, and stuff she was probably fucking furious as well so uh, that explains quite a lot because she came out very strongly in the minutes after it happened <laughs> and was just like what have I just been watching it was it was quite something Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Can I cheer you up, uh, Chuck? Always. Um, Chris Sutton uh, isn't worried about Crystal Palace going down. So um, that's that's that problem problem solved. solved. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, he's worried about all the other clubs. I was listening to uh, when I was allowed to listen to the BBC again because they'd uh, stopped... uh, supporting immigration policies that are corrupt and awful. Um, when when I could listen to the BBC again, uh, yeah, uh, I, Chris Sutton said he's worried about everyone except Crystal Palace. Uh, he thinks you've got enough. So you're fine, Chuck. Absolutely yeah. fine. Why would you... What? Ian, what? did I hurt you earlier? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Chris Sutton? Sutton uh, SAS? Well, uh... I started off... <laughs> Chris Sutton. To be fair, it does almost sound like he said that to try and deliberately jinx Crystal Palace. What, Chris Sutton or me? It almost like he did it to directly <laughs> hurt me. No, I'm not. I don't know why this has gone so badly. I thought you'd be delighted that a Premier League winner said that you, 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 you're, he's not worried about I you. I hate you so much. Stop doing this. <laughs> I just I thought you'd be fine. Oh, Vieira's getting, Vieira's getting sacked if we lose to Brighton. That's just going to happen. Do you think? Yeah, because... Because nothing makes sense anymore. <laughs> we will have lost thirty. We will have not won in thirteen games. Like it doesn't matter what relative fixture or where you are in the league. Yeah, you set a new record as well for th- no three games, no shots on target, um, which hasn't happened since they started counting shots on target. Um, so yeah, it doesn't obviously sound good for for Palace, but um, as I say, 
uh, Chris Sutton uh, says you've got enough attacking attacking zeal to stay up, so you should be fine. Um, oh, we've got attacking, attacking zeal, zeal have we? <laughs> yeah, attacking zeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, he said he said that you've got enough attacking about you. Paid. He, <laughs> he's someone who should fucking step back from duties. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Sutton. To be fair to Chris Sutton, and in a way, Robbie Savage. No. 606 wasn't on air either, so they, they obviously did. Uh, uh, At least something good came out of it. Yeah. <laughs> we can but pray for small mercies. Um, yeah, quite. Quite. Um, silver linings in that. Well, I just, I just wonder whether you, you wanted to take a temperature check of the rele- relegation situation. No, I'm really tips. annoyed because. <laughs> I was going to pivot onto laughing about teams that play in red, and right. oh yeah, now you've. I was trying to help. Taking all the wind out of my sails. <laughs> I was trying to help. You're in twelve. No, you weren't. Oh. <laughs> None of this is helping. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do, Chuck. Unbelievable. <laughs> Adam, this isn't just me, right? This is very pointed. <laughs> oh, you did feel a little bit like a deliberate attack. It's Chris Sutton. <laughs> he, won, he won the Premier League with that team. Chris Sutton has <laughs> never helped anybody or made anyone feel better. So, Well, okay. I, I can't believe this has gone so badly. I, 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 you're going to you're gonna have to drive this point. You're steering now. I'm, oh, not, I'm not steering anymore. I assumed you would instantly feel better. Oh, well, fine. I mean, I will try and make you feel better. Can I try and make you feel better? Let's have a look at the, the, the current Premier League table, right? Because I think he's got a point in a way because you've got a lot of teams that are very, very poor beneath you squad-wise. And that's the thing. Nottingham Forest are terrible away from home. And that's unless they can fix that, they're, they're not... I don't think they're going to survive. Mm. Um how many shots on target did they have this week? The matter, does it? It's goals that matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, how sorry. Many, okay. How many, how many goals did they score this week? Um, who? Not Nottingham Forest. Not Forest. Or just yeah. <laughs> anyone? I don't know. What, what happened? Oh yeah, I did see some of that game. That was they. They scored one goal like, uh, because I did see some mm. of that on Sky. That was their game of the day. Uh, Spurs, Nottingham Forest. So I did actually see. Some of that. What I don't know what Spurs are. I don't know what Nine and Forest are. You, I've clearly lost you, Chuck, with my attempted uh, Crystal Palace love. So, um, did you want to mm. talk about the game that we were allowed to watch, which was uh, Bournemouth Liverpool? Did you want to talk about that at all? I only wanted to laugh at Liverpool and um, all give ourselves a pat on the back for saying how much of a false dawn Liverpool are consistently being. We've come out of that quite well. (laughs) (laughs) And I was a little bit worried with the 7-0, but we've come out of that quite well. We managed to uh, ride that wave of Liverpool temporarily not being shit or rather Manchester United being so shit that it offset (laughs) Liverpool's badness. Race to the bottom, Um, yeah, but B- Bournemouth uh, got their revenge for the 9-0 with a a, a 1-0. Uh, that's apparently how that works. Um, but um, Same number of points. It, well, quite, what? exactly. Uh, Speaking of same number of points, Bournemouth were on the same number of points as Leicester. Like, mm-hmm. when, when did that happen? <laughs> I, I don't say this weekend. Um, <laughs> Feels like the factual answer. Last weekend. Yeah, it, it, technically correct but it feels like is this the first question of the quiz <laughs> I'm gonna Damn it. Be a pun. <laughs> one this week <laughs> um, 
Well, Bournemouth, Bournemouth were doing really well and were high up the table and then just plummeted, didn't they? Were they? Were they? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't, don't ever remember that. They had a bit of a yeah. of resurgence uh, when, um, obviously, like with the new manager bounce that lasted for a little bit and then their form dipped. But I do think they're at least now looking like they have a bit more of a play style about them. Like I thought against Liverpool, I thought they were quite good, albeit Liverpool probably could have been a goal or two up um, by the time, or before rather, they eventually conceded. Bournemouth created chances, um, and I thought Philip Billing and uh, Solanke both both looked pretty decent. They looked like uh, like kind of quite capable mid-table Premier League players, which is really valuable to a side that's uh, that's struggling at the bottom. Um, so yeah, no, I think I think they're looking much better now. Um, yeah, and it's kind of thrown the relegation race like wide open well, for it, me. Like, it helps. It helps that they got the you know their Russian oligarch owner didn't own the club anymore because he definitely didn't have seized assets when they couldn't spend any money anymore. Sure. And then they've uh, been bought out by a massive American uh, consortium, which includes, I believe, Michael B. Jordan now is a huh. majority owner of yeah. Bournemouth in some way. So um, they, you know, they spent a load of money inside some good players. Uh, Watara, is it? Seems very good. Utara, um, yeah. And, yeah, and other players are available. Um, <laughs> but I hope they get fucking relegated. Fuck them. And um, <laughs> after 10 games, after 10 games, Bournemouth were ninth. Okay? So... Oh, okay. I That's, was right. You were right, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, don't, I do not remember that being a thing. <laughs> but you've you've proved, proved us wrong there. Um Okay, I mean, I, I feel like I, I forced the Liverpool chat there, but it was it was just because there's a there's a team that's doing something funny that seemed to be well, if if Van Dijk's not playing well or not there, they're terrible. That seems to be literally how simple it is with Liverpool. Yeah, he... but he didn't get dribbled past, did he? So that's the main thing. <laughs> uh, well, emphatically, he did when they conceded. <laughs> no, 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 because they dribbled past someone else because he uh... delegated. I want to laugh about Casemiro's last three games for Man United. Absolutely fine. Yes, good. Let's do Go that. <laughs> Two straight red cards and a 7-0 defeat. <laughs> it's been a good couple of weeks. Did you hear people trying to say that that red card was harsh? Well, the problem is, Adam, that he's not that sort of player. <laughs> right? No. Remember, Will Hughes thrust his neck into Casemiro's hands. <laughs> I knew you'd bring that. <laughs> he didn't deserve it. Oh, he's just not that sort of player. Yeah, no, absolutely, uh, absolutely insane to argue with that red card. Uh, I don't, I do not. Four match ban. La 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 la. Four, match four matches. Yeah, for his second straight red. And um, if, if anyone was interested, he's he's already matched Granite Xhaka's worst disciplinary season in the Premier League. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> That's quite something. The stats okay. that matter. As you can imagine, Arsenal Twitter got, got had a little bit of a bugbear about this this thing. So it was straight mm. away everything comparing sort of any bad tackle that is made to Granit Xhaka. So uh, people nice. were quite happy about that. But uh, yeah, I mean, we might have to reinstate. I mean, I know they didn't um, lose, but I mean, a draw to Southampton might as well be. So I think you might have to reinstate the... Um, Six Hag or whatever we were up to at some point because uh, they do seem to be losing it. Well, a little he, was, bit. Uh, he was four Hag, I believe, oh, after was he? the uh, oh, God, Liverpool he's nearly defeat. Gone, then. So yeah, I can I can take this down to three point five. I don't mind it. Yeah, 
<laughs> why not use decimals? Yeah, why not? Right, anything else or shall we uh, do a quiz? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Without Oscar sort of out of time singing, well, he doesn't ever. Uh, your jingles chuck always had uh, lyrical development. Uh, there was often a story. Uh, Oscar just says quiz a lot <laughs> over the uh, thing. Quiz a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Quiz. Quiz. Can you quiz? Where's the quiz? Can we quiz? Do a quiz. Um, that's normally Oscar's. Okie dokie. Uh, quiz this week. Topical again. As always. As as always, um, in in solidarity with Gary Lineker, not not only a vibe. <laughs> Chris <laughs> flavors, sort of <laughs> close. It's 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 about crisps. Yeah. Yay! I feel like you get a point for guessing that, that... but but you won't. <laughs> okay, it's a moral victory though. Moral oh, victory. That's a shame. <laughs> Which have been hard to come by this week. <laughs> I'll take them where I get them. Okay. Mm. Uh, question numero uno is about. Oliver skips. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, okay. I don't mind it. Okay, uh, Oliver skips. Starting soft. Well, easy. Um, <laughs> how many Premier League appearances has Oliver Skip made for Tottenham Hotspur? Okay, I feel like I've barely seen him. Um, he really feels like one of those players that like comes on a lot in like the 80s. Yeah, that's the sub appearances count. They must do. Yeah, yeah it's it's okay. appearances in general. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, oh, I'm going to up what I said then. Okay. It's now going to go into a higher or lower oh type quiz. So the next question is about Kyle Walker's. Hey, there you go. Nice and Come simple. Um, okay. Okay. So has Very simple. Kyle Walker Kyle Walker Premier League appearances for Spurs higher or lower than Oliver Skip. Okay. Kyle Walker appearances of his knob in <laughs> in, in in the Sun newspaper in public places. Oh, we didn't even mention that. <laughs> Don't get your dick out in public, Ian. Okay, <laughs> I did feel pointed. Yeah, <laughs> I've told you once. This is a public service announcement from Miles Offside Podcast. Please. <laughs> don't get your penis out in public I told you before you are not the boss of me <laughs> okay uh, question three is about Tyrell Malassia Tyrell Malassia plays yeah. for Man United I like that one very rude one no no you, you always like the sort of uh, a slightly more out there ones <laughs> uh, for, 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 for anyone not of the UK Tyrrells is a crisp uh, crisp brand yes. in, in... <laughs> anyone not from the UK these are really funny so far you've added an you've so far Adam you've pluralised two players names <laughs> and just said another player's name <laughs> efficient so, okay, um, he likes his puns to be mm, efficient. So yep. uh, this season, Kyle Walker has made seventeen Premier League appearances. Tyrell Malassia, higher or lower? Uh, okay. Ready for question four? Tyrrell's crisps. <laughs> oh, I really like Tyrrell's crisps. Anyway, uh, question four. I like Tyrrell's crisps. We're going to get any sponsorship, mate. We can help you out with some <laughs> knob clippers, but. Like... <laughs> Can we try it? Can we try it? Because uh, uh, Tyrrell's crisps are made in Herefordshire on the same farm with the potatoes that is also used to make Chase Vodka. So, um... Okay, how, how do you know so much about... A weird amount of research on this. <laughs> yeah. Question four is about Pom Bernardo Silva. <laughs> oh, my Here God. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
chucked applauding. Better. Better. I just want a bit of fucking effort. This is... <laughs> That's how much I've been worn down. <laughs> worn down by just pluralisation previously. Yeah, no, that's good, yeah. Pop in a pom bear. I love I, a pom bear. I could not tell how Chuck was going to react to that, but there you go. I know. It, it, it really worries you, doesn't it? You don't know how it's going to go. <laughs> so, uh, Tyrrell Malassia has made 24 fouls in the Premier League this season. Bernardo Silva, higher or lower? Okay, question five is about... Yannick Nack Vestergaard. Yannick Nack. <laughs> Yannick Nack. See, you, you, Yannick <laughs> Nack Vestergaard. I didn't say exactly. it Exactly. Well. Well, no, no, I like the hidden pun. Uh, I, li- I like having to work for my puns. Um, <laughs> the best jokes are the ones that you have to explain. Because <laughs> at first, I had no idea. <laughs> and then I, I was like, he's, he's emphasised Nack. And then I realised, yeah, Unbelievable how you didn't pick that up. That's poor. Question five is about Yannick Nack Vestigard. <laughs> um, so, um, scans scans quite well. I quite like it. it, does, yeah. it write it down and you'll laugh again. Um, <laughs> so, in total in the Premier League, hmm. Bernardo Silva has made 132 fouls. Yannick Vestigard, higher or lower? I think it's fair to say people get at Southampton's defence a lot. <laughs> he plays for Leicester. No, he used to play for Southampton. <laughs> oh, okay. He's so, made like no appearance. <laughs> He's made like no appearances for Leicester. So yes, as much as you are correct, there is no one listening to this podcast right now that associates Yannick Vestergaard with Leicester. That's just a fact. Yannick Nack Vestergaard. <laughs> okay. Uh, question six: Moises McCoy Sado. <laughs> Moises. You know how I said that I'm having internet issues and so my feed's on a bit of a delay, so I wasn't going to, you know, not going to say much because my silences would make it seem even more like I was unhappy with the puns that you're doing? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. I I realised doing a Brighton player probably wasn't the best idea. Surely it's McCoy's. McCoy's? Even that's better than McCoy's. Yeah, anyway. Debatable. Um, Anyway. (laughs) So, um, let's have a referendum. <laughs> so, Moises Coisedo, higher or lower all time Premier League fouls than Yannick Vestergaard? I feel like I'm being led down a garden path here, but anyway. Okay, question seven Space Graders. Who are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I will have to specify Damari Gray. <laughs> Space Graders. <laughs> Yeah, okay, every other Jesus one is included. <laughs> yeah, just, we're going to have to just blow past this, Chuck. <laughs> What's the question? Okay. Uh, again, higher or lower all-time Premier League fouls? I'm missing Married at First Sight for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing Peterborough beating Burton. Oh, a clothing brand. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking smashed top, man. River <laughs> <laughs> Island away next <laughs> Question eight is about Mini Cheddarson. <laughs> oh, God, I quite like that one. <laughs> there we go. Has he finally started saving the best till last? <laughs> I don't know. Question eight. Debatable. Who knows? <laughs> Let's find out. Um, so, Damari Gray has 192 all-time Premier League appearances. Edison, higher or lower? Which I was surprised when I read that Damari Gray had 192 Feels Premier like League appearances. A lot, it? Yeah. it is a lot. <laughs> Um, 
So does Edison have more or less, higher or lower, than 192? Okie dokie. Question nine. Esri Constamunch. <laughs> I feel like I've got Stockholm Syndrome. I, I realised as I was writing this down, I've had a question about Esri Concert every week, I think. <laughs> have you really? Yeah, well, there have been a couple, so, yeah. actually. Yeah. Particular favourite of yours? No, to be honest, I probably haven't even thought about him before I started writing this quiz. Weekly. <laughs> weekly. He has a very punnable name. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so, Edison has 27 all time Premier League losses. Wow. Does Esri Concert wow. have higher or lower? Final question. Oh, there's 10. There is 10. I, I, I might have had to stretch for number 10 just to satisfy the fact that it was 10. But, you know, should have ended on Mini Cheddison. <laughs> I should have done. Um, but then Ian I mean, there. they're also not crisps, but, you know, it's fine. Oh, come on. Give him a break. <laughs> okay. Um, question 10 is about Twiglets Ferdinand. I, I like it. I'm all really? for it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it's it's, a, yeah, it you, is Ian, such Ian, a stretch. Ian, Ian, you need to see something. <laughs> One, okay. um, you, you really need okay. help. As I say, I think um, the Stockholm syndrome, syndrome is set in. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Les Ferdinand, higher or lower, all-time Premier League losses than Esri Concert. <laughs> yeah, of than course. Concert. Who else? <laughs> <laughs> My number one. <laughs> Okie dokie, then. Let us go through. So, question one, Oliver Skips. How many Premier League appearances does he have for Tottenham Hotspur? Uh, I went 33. I said 35. Oh, it was 45. Oh, yeah. And there's, a nice, Point. there's a nice bit of symmetry because he has 45 appearances and one goal for Tottenham Hotspur. And he has 45 appearances and one goal for Norwich, who he was on loan oh, at. Oh, well. There we go. Nice bit of symmetry. That is good. Hmm. Question two. Kyle Walker, um, higher or lower? All-time Premier League appearances for Spurs than Oliver Skip. Uh, higher. Higher, surely. It's got to be. Correct. The answer is higher. 183, quite a lot higher. Um, question three. Tiro Malassia. Uh, Kyle Walker has 17 Premier League appearances this season. Does Tiro Malassia have higher or lower? Lower. I said higher. It's lower. Ooh. He only has 15. Go on. Ooh. Question four. So it was about Pom Bernardo Silva, which was my personal favourite pun. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I repeated it. He looks uh, like he'd really so like Mal- Pom Bears as well. I bet he loves eating them. He does. He looks a little bit like a Pom Bear, I think. He's got a very round yeah, face. Yeah, he looks like a happy little teddy bear. Innocent. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Um, so, Malassia has 24 fouls in the Premier League this season. Has, he has achieved 24 <laughs> fouls. <laughs> Congratulations. Um does Bernardo Silva have higher or lower? I've gone higher. I said lower. It's lower. Oh, yeah. That's 22. Fucking hell. Which still feels like quite a lot. 22 fouls. Mm. He's a controller's anger, perhaps. An angry pombed. <laughs> Question five um, is about Yannick Nack Vestergaard. Don't mind it. So, <laughs> Bernardo Silva has 132 fouls in total throughout his appearances in the Premier League. Yannick Vestergaard, higher or lower? Lower. 
Oh, I've gone higher. The correct answer is lower. Oh. It's only 49. I think you're pulling away he, here, Chuck. He's, he's not very good. So they just run past. <laughs> he can't even foul them. <laughs> his dribbled past is horrendous. Mm-hmm. His fouls are low. Um, question six is about Moises Caicedo. Uh, I bailed out of the pun on that one. Yeah, because um, you can't even remember where you fucking put it. <laughs> For the best. Uh, so does he have higher or lower all-time Premier League fouls than Yannick Nack Vestergaard? Higher, higher. Surely lower. higher. It was higher. Yeah. Only just, though. 52 fouls for Moises Caicedo. Oh, dear. It's not going well for me. Ian, you need to get all of these ones right, mate. And I sure. need to get them all wrong. <laughs> just, to, just to tie. Just to tie. Just to tie. Okay, good. It's a pattern forming. Question seven. It's about Space Graders, Damari Gray. Higher or lower all-time Premier League fouls? Oh, you know what I found out the other day? You know what I found out today? You can get frozen potato, pickled onion shaped, uh, uh, pickled onion flavour, Space Raider shaped potato frozen things from Iceland. Amazing. (laughs) Good. What what food shortage? (laughs) (laughs) We've got loads of fucking potatoes, mate. They're just freezing crisps now. (laughs) Bleak. Bleak. Yeah. Oh, oh, you remember, anyway. remember that week where everyone got really pissed off because of all the pen clicking? There you go. Suck on that, you pricks. I mean, <laughs> I mean that was a week that I specifically didn't edit because I had no time, so I just bunged it out and hoped there were no libel issues. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I've answered higher. God, please don't do that this week. <laughs> uh, l- lower. I said lower. The correct answer is higher. Yes! The fight back starts. 62 all-time Premier League fans. Is it really bad that I ticked that in arrogance before you'd even given the oh, answer? Oh, that is bad. The hubris. Oh, that hubris. is awful. Question eight. Mini Cheddarson. Um, so, Damari Gray has 192 all-time Premier League appearances. Does Edison have higher or lower? Higher. It's got to be higher. Nah, he's gone the same. That means it can't win. Correct answer is higher. Yeah. It's 209. 209 and he's only lost 27. Man City are good, Ian. I'm not sure if, if you <laughs> are. Quite good. Yeah. Hang Hot on. Hot takes. <laughs> Man City are Manchester good. Manchester City yeah. are good at football. Yeah. Fair enough. Question nine. About Esri Constamunch. Um, so Edison has 27 all time Premier League losses. Yeah. Esri Consta higher or lower? Higher. higher. Correct. It is higher. Fifty-two. Of course. <laughs> Aston Villa not good. Mm, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> and final question. Question number ten. Twiglets Ferdinand. <laughs> higher Jesus or lower Christ. all-time Premier League losses than Esri Consa? Uh, higher. Oh, I just higher. The sheer number of games played. Both correct. It is higher. Do you, do you want to fathom a guess at how many losses? Oh, uh, roughly ninety-eight. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, I'll go ninety-nine. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a hundred and nineteen. <laughs> uh, so in a way, I win. Oh, <laughs> point to Ian. But point to Ian. There you go. In another more important way, you lose. Oh Ian. yeah. Okay. Fine. I'll play stupid music. <laughs>
in a real, more accurate way, Chuck wins. <laughs> oh, Can you press dear. the new slash button for that, please? Oh, but see, hang on, I've got to stop your thing. Then I've got to do oh, that. Can you not just play it? I lose. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we can always do that for the for the lack of newsworthy news stories that we do. Hot takes. Yeah. Um, great. Uh, well then, <laughs> that's the end of this week's podcast. Hey, Ian, next time mm. we do a podcast, we're all going to be together. Not you, sorry, Adam. It's, yeah, uh, am I coming, guys? <laughs> but my, my invite must be lost in the post, but it'll get You out. might be able to fit in a suitcase. I don't know yeah. if you think. They don't ask you if you've got any humans in your suitcase. They just say, uh, did you pack it yourself? Did anyone give you anything to pack in there? Are there any explosives? All those answers will be no. I'll just have you in my bag. <laughs> I could say you're my emotional support animal. That's actually probably a gamma. You could probably do that. There's been peacocks and all sorts. There's no reason why you can't have some punter. I'm glad that's what you went with. That. Yeah. yeah. Jesus oh, Christ. Um, yeah, so there is a reduced schedule this week in the Premier League. It is a Friday night uh, deadline, 6.30pm uh, English times. Uh, Mark Daffin, specifically you, don't have a nap after work. Um, Nottingham Forest play Newcastle on the Friday night. Then uh, Saturday the 18th, Villa, Bournemouth, Brentford, Leicester, Southampton, Spurs, Wolves, Leeds, Chelsea, Everton. And then, fortunately for me, I guess it's a mop-adjacent but current mop derby um arsenal versus <laughs> crystal palace and i'll get to watch it live um because obviously in the uk that game isn't on telly when it's the only game on premier league game on sunday but we'll get to watch it together and i'll be really yeah. happy about the result why That's don't nice. you play the music so i can I'm leave i'm doing it now i just didn't I just know how much you wanted to, to talk about it but fine <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> talk about it to talk about it <laughs> oh well, there the we go adam's <laughs> Adam's audio's got at the end, so Ian's just going to switch him off. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for enduring that. Thanks for catharting. Big thanks to Chris Sutton, you massive bellend. Uh, say goodbye, Adam P. <laughs> goodbye. Say goodbye, Ian. 83 Premier League goals goodbye, he's got. Bye, Tom Townley. <laughs> Others are available. Andy Pepperades. Jeff. Mark. I think the puns were better this week. I, I think the puns were good. I, yeah? I, I enjoyed them. The best one wasn't a crisp. Which, which one was the best one? Uh, mini mini Cheddarson. Oh, right. Not Do you not crispy. think Mini Cheddars are well, What is crisps? it? It's not a biscuit. No, they're a biscuit. They're a cheese biscuit. They're, biscuit? they're not a biscuit. Yeah. That's a, that's a they're scrap. Cheddars. You know Cheddars, the big biscuits that you well, potentially also use for cheese on? No, Cheddars, because Mini Cheddars are called Mini Cheddars because they're mini versions of Cheddars. And cheddars are cheese biscuits. What, che what cheddars? What cheddars? I've never heard of such. Larger thing. mini cheddars. That's the reason why they're called mini cheddars. Well, I'm going to have to look into that. Probably need to be a public inquiry. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fine. I'll be trusting this. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. That's where yeah. public resources should be going. Should be going. Yeah. <laughs> get Sue. Get Sue Gray out of the Labour Party and back on investigating. I'll send get you a picture revolved. in a minute. Okay, <laughs> if you would. <laughs>